<laughs> Good, morning. Good morning. Amen. Amen. Let's see, where are my notes? Good morning on Facebook. Hi, thanks for tuning in. We got our little camera. It goes around the world right here. 300 viewers last week, so praise God. There's about 200 people right here watching our service. Amen. Isn't that amazing? On that little box. How can they all fit in there? It's crazy. Just come on out. Spread your lens. <laughs> we, love, we love you guys. <laughs> And amen. Thank you for tuning in our podcast and SoundCloud at Elisha Mark Ministries and Word at the Ranch. Thank you guys for doing that. Just going to um, pull up my notes here. All right. I did a week a weekday service um, two weeks ago, and I got a lot of good feedback on it. And people watched it and rewatched it, so I like to continue on that to really get it in us. And it's what every Christian should know. And it's the laws that govern your wealth. Laws that govern your wealth. Amen forever. The Bible outlines four types of giving. There's four kinds of giving and receiving in the Bible, and you cannot separate giving and receiving. I don't want this to be a giving message. This is a receiving message today. Amen? From what you've already given. Praise God. So just get ready to receive. Say, I'm a good receiver. I'm a good giver. I'm a good receiver. They work hand in hand. Say, my harvest is mine. The devil can't have it. I'm entitled to it. I take it. In Jesus' name. Amen. And give God a hand clap. <laughs> He's alive today. Praise God forever. Amen forever. Let's pray, shall we? Father, we thank you that where two or three are gathered, you're here in our midst. I thank you for the word of the living God. These are spiritual laws that are forever. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but your word remains forever. So I thank you for the ability to teach it, to speak it, to preach it everywhere we go, to change lives with it, and to build lives upon it. Thank you for your word you've given through man to us, that we can read it and speak it and see great results in our lives. We stand upon your rock. We stand upon the word that shall never fail. Thank you for the privilege that we get to help build men's lives on the rock. It's a blessed thing. Thank you for your word. And if you agree with that, say amen. 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 If you have your Bible, just wave it, make the devil mad. If you got your phone, hey, all right, all right. We've got more hard copies today. Praise God forever. Four types of giving. Let's start with number one, and we'll just go through an order here in the, in the scriptures. Four types of giving and receiving are outlined in our scriptures in the Bible. The first one is almsgiving. You know, Judas Iscariot was the one who carried the money bag for the ministry. I don't know how he got that position, because he was the thief who turned in Jesus. But every time Jesus went out, all the disciples always thought, oh, he must be out giving to the poor. So he had a habit of giving to the poor, as Jesus did. They just thought that's what he'd be doing, is out giving to the poor. You know, he had a, a custom of doing that in his ministry. So the first type of giving we see in Proverbs 19.17, and two of these, two out of three of these are given by the wisest, richest man that lived, King Solomon. So he knows something about wealth, amen? Because he had it. You know, billions were brought to him each year for the work of the ministry and the temple of God and the kingdom on earth. He knew something about wealth and had a handle it. And he knew the spiritual laws and principles that governed our wealth on earth. And every Christian should know this. There shouldn't be a day you're suffering. There shouldn't be a day you're striving. It's not your covenant. It's not your kingdom. We should never be in financial famine. If you've ever found yourself in that, these are keys to get out. They work for us and they keep working for us. So I'm not preaching anything I'm not doing. I'm not sharing with you anything I haven't already tried and proven for myself. These work. These are fundamental spiritual laws that govern wealth. And there's more scripture on wealth than in any other subject in your Bible. Over 2,350 of them. So God wants you rich. God wants his people rich. When the world looks on us, they should see everything. Health, wealth, relationships, the blessing. Life in full. Free from fear. Freedom in every area. And if we ain't there yet in a certain area, it's up to us to get there in that area. To shine for Christ. Amen. So that's on me. 
Amen. If I'm lacking in an area, that that's that's my fault. I gotta I gotta fix that area and get in there. And there's a lot of Christians who aren't living in their inheritance package yet, who have to get in here with prosperity, amen, to move the kingdom of God on earth with. Because the heathen are controlling the wealth. And we can't have that. We gotta stop that. It's supposed to be transferred to us to wrap these things, wrap this earth up with, wrap the world up with. So we know there's wealth transfers promised through the Bible, but they're activated through obedience. Obedience always will bring the blessing to you. 3 John 2, does anyone know that by heart? Beloved, I pray above all things, say all things, you may prosper. Say me. So God's greatest wish for you in life is for you to prosper and be in health. Amen. Psalm 35, 27 says, I will say continually, the Lord be magnified, who takes what? Pleasure in my prosperity. So every time you're prospering, God's getting pleasure from you. Bring it home, Lord. That's what I tell him. Have all the pleasure you want today. Knock my socks off. I'm blessed going in. I'm blessed coming out. I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the field. I call in harvest. I call in the wealth of the wicked. Because they're killing themselves with it and others. And I'm saving people with it and others. Amen? So I need their cash. Thank you for transferring it to me today, the just. Because I know how to do it. I'm a good steward. I've proven faithful to you, Father. I'm a tither. I'm a giver. I'm a sower. I give alms. I give all four of these areas and tithes. I'm qualified. Thank you. <laughs> Amen. And you just stand. And having done all to stand, you stand. And here comes the blessing. And I'm expecting a tsunami. Amen. A tsunami of blessings. That's what Malachi promises us. The Italian prophet Malachi. That tsunami blessings will be taken, take you over. Overtaking with blessings. Deuteronomy 28. The blessing will overtake you. I started a new storehouse, a new savings account yesterday. I said, Lord, here's a new storehouse for you to bless. Here's the account number. I expect it to be full. I'm starting three savings accounts for our children this week. That's three more. Here's three more storehouses for you to fill, Lord. Thank you for doing it. He already promised me. He purchased that promise through his, own, his son's blood that he'd fill my storehouses. So if you don't have a savings account, that's the first thing you've got to do is get a storehouse. For God to fill, amen? Because that's where your overflow is stored, right? Just like a barn, that's where they store the excess and the overflow. Feed all the cattle, the sheep, and the oxen. You know, that's where your excess is. That's your storehouse. So you got to get some storehouses, amen? If you ain't got that. I mean, okay, moving on. <laughs> Proverbs 19.17, is anyone there? <laughs> These are laws that govern well. These will always work no matter what this Babylonian system does. If it crashes, if it goes up, if it goes down, it don't matter. These laws work if you work them. Amen? Amen? Uh, amen? Come on. Come on. You're all awake today? <laughs> What's today? Saturday? <laughs> Happy Sunday. It is the day of rest. Yeah, I can't complain if people are half asleep at church. I know I was sometimes. It's the day of rest. <laughs> I'm resting here. Why is he yelling at me? Lord Jesus. <laughs> Proverbs 19.17 says this. Praise God forever. And whenever we go down to Laguna Beach, whenever we have, pass out gift cards for food to the homeless. I make meals, pass out meals, big catering trays and stuff. I have a client in Laguna. I said, anything extra I'd like to give to the homeless? She said, that's a great idea. We'd love to contribute. Thank you. Pass out meals after I cook for a client that they don't eat. Uh, give money down there. Preach the gospel down there. Every time I give to the poor, even from this ministry, God repays it dollar for dollar, instantly. Instantly. It's instantaneous. Jesus is against debt, so he pays him off real fast. Proverbs 19.17 says this, He who has pity on the poor lends to the Lord, or he who gives to the poor. This is almsgiving. This is the first type of giving. Almsgiving. He who has pity on the poor and gives to the poor lends to who? Lends to the Lord, and the Lord will pay back what he has given. See, this form of giving matches dollar for dollar. It's even Stephen. It's even money. Any of y'all gambled before? You're familiar with that term, let it ride? Just let it ride. That's why Jesus was giving to the poor all the time. God matches dollar for dollar, and every time you give to the poor, you should expect dollar for dollar is coming back to me. That's why I keep giving to the poor. Amen? Here, this is a promise. This is spiritual laws of wealth. Amen? This is a method of exchange. And every form of giving has a method of receiving attached to it. 
with different promises of receiving. So we see almsgiving, God matches dollar for dollar. Amen? You remember, God's the original Jew. He's good with money. And we should be too. Amen? Any of you all read, read uh, Dave Ramsey's Total Money Makeover? Well, he's a Christian author. you got to get that book. If you're having issues in your finances, I'd start there. And with this. <laughs> Amen? That's a good book. You'll get your finances in order. We're debt-free. You should be debt-free. 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 Say, I'm debt-free today. I don't care what the bank says. <laughs> it is written. He cancels my debts. See, Jesus is against debt. That's why he pays it back fast. Every time we give to the poor, it usually comes back in that same day. Isn't God good? He hastens his word to perform it. The second type of giving is found in Proverbs 3.9, if you turn there with me. And this is the first fruits offering. Proverbs 3.9. Say, giving releases the blessing. I'm blessed going in, blessed going out. I'm a giver. Okay, Proverbs 3.9. Honor the Lord with your possessions. Honor the Lord with your possessions. That's everything you've got. Give honor to God with them. Use them for the kingdom. And he'll let, them use them. <laughs> he'll let you use them for yourself too. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits. It doesn't say tithe there. It says first fruits. That's separate from the tithe. And with the first fruits of all your increase. All your increase. Not income increase. So we see here the second type of giving is the first fruits offering. In, le in today's terms that would be, say you got a promotion on your job and you got a raise and they raise your salary, say two bucks an hour. Your next paycheck would be your first fruits offering. However additional you made on your next check, that's a first fruits offering that goes to the Lord. That's a first fruits of all your increased. You were increased, now you're giving off the top of first fruits offering to God. This is separate from the tithe on your income. This is based on your increase, your promotion. Amen. This is a first fruits offering. And what's the promise with the first fruits offering? Again, all these have a method of exchange linked to them. With the first fruits of all your increase, verse 10, so that, this is your promise on the first fruits offering, so that your barns will be filled with plenty. That sounds to me like I'm going to continue to get promoted. It doesn't end with that promotion. If I'm faithful to give for my promotion and increase, God will keep increasing me and promoting me. Which he has. Amen. I learned it at Whole Foods. And I did it at Whole Foods. And I got promoted. And he's been promoting us ever since. Amen. We just keep giving. In the hardest of times, that's when I'll be given the most. I ain't going to live in lack or famine. The system works. If I work it. Amen. So with the first fruits of all your increase, so that your barns, your storehouses, will be filled with plenty. And your vats will overflow with new wine. New forms of business, new forms of cash flow, new forms of revenue. Again, God's the original Jew. He don't mind you talking about money. If you've got a problem with money, you've got a problem with him. Because he created it. He created all wealth. He created the cattle on a thousand hills. It's his kingdom that's made of gold. Paved with gold streets. That you're going to be walking on. In your new glorified body. Amen. And your renewed mind. It doesn't have a problem with wealth. Because you're going to be living in it. <laughs> Amen. Totally immersed in it. <laughs> so we ought to fix this situation down here. Amen. I don't got a problem with wealth. God doesn't. Why should I? You ain't got to be poor to serve Christ. I, I'll, I'll go another one. You can't serve Christ broke. He had money coming to him all the time to supply the needs of 120 for three and a half years, right? He had a supply. He had partners. Wealth was coming into his ministry. And he just kept on giving. And if he didn't have the money to do it, he'd just multiply it with a miracle. Like the loaves and the fishes. Y'all got some money? Nope. <laughs> we don't have money on us, Peter said. But we do have, we give you. Rise up and walk. So you always got something to give. You always got seed to sow. Whatever it is. Amen. If I'm lacking money, hey, I got, I got my help. I can go serve someone and sow it as a seed. I can go work for free until they hire me. I got seed in me. He'll always minister seed to the sower. Amen. I'll always have a job. The kingdom's in me. Amen. The kingdom's in you. Praise God. He ministers seed to the sower. 
So that's our second type of giving that govern wealth in the kingdom. Is our first fruits giving, our first fruits offering. The third is found in Deuteronomy, if we can get it back up there. This is originally where the tithe is instituted in Deuteronomy chapter 26. If you like to turn there. Say, I ain't got a problem with money. See, the devil's got a problem with you having money, but not God. You know, the world got the word rich from the Bible. That's our word. It came from the scriptures. Rich. Rich. That's our word. All right, Deuteronomy 26. Say, I have faith. I have faith. To believe for much more than what I have now. To bless others. I'm a blessing agent on this earth. God placed seed in me. Called faith. And I sow it every day. And it works for me. Amen. Deuteronomy 26. And it shall be when you come into the land which the Lord your God is giving you as an inheritance, and you possess it and dwell in it, that you shall take some of the first of all the produce of the ground which you shall bring from your land that the Lord your God is giving you, and put it in a basket and go to the place where the Lord God chooses to make his name abide. That's where you go to church, where he's called you to be. Amen? your local church. And you shall go to the one who is priest in those days and say to him, I declare today to the Lord your God that I have come to the country which the Lord swore to our fathers to give us. Then the priest shall take the basket out of your hand and set it down before the altar of the Lord your God. And you shall answer and say before the Lord your God, My father Abraham was a Syrian about to perish, and he went down to Egypt and dwelt there few in number. And there he became a nation, great, mighty, populous. I mean, he put God in remembrance of what he already did, already did, because he don't change. He'll do the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he's not a respecter of persons. He's just a respecter of faith. Mighty and populous, but the Egyptians mistreated us, afflicted us, and laid hard bondage on us. Any of you have ever, ever had bosses like that? Laid hard bondage on you? And laid hard bondage on us. That's under the curse. Then we cried out, then we cried out to the Lord our God of our fathers, and the Lord heard our voice and looked on our affliction and our labor and our oppression. So the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand, say mighty hand, mighty and with an outstretched arm, meaning he took them hand in hand into the promised land. He took them out from their previous job or previous position, grabbed them by the hand, and led them into the blessing, into the promised land. That's what he does with us. He takes you out from your past with an outstretched arm of love and brings you into your future. And sometimes he has to strip you from your past to bring you into where he wants you to be. It took the Israelites 40 years to unlearn bad habits and bad ways before they were even able to enter the promised land. See, there's a lot of religious folks who were taught wrongly through man's religion, not God's. And got to unlearn some stuff before they've ever received the truth. Amen. God don't want you poor. He wants you rich. To some, that sounds blasphemous. But that's scripture. See? They had to renew their minds before they entered their blessing. And so do me and you. Because if the man thinketh, so is he. So you have to think rich. You can't think poor and live rich. You got to think rich to live rich. You can't think sick and live healed. You have to think healed to live healed. You have to change your mindsets, amen? And that's the number one grasp Satan has on the world is the mind. He's got their mind that says he's blinded the minds of those who believe not. So they got to have renewal in the mind just like we do as Christians to live it. Our minds have to be transformed. We have to think big to receive big, right? Amen? We got to believe big, then we got to think big to receive big. Amen. I want to receive big. How about you? I don't want what the world's got. I want to assert them. They should be looking at us and saying, I want that. I want them. And we just point them to Jesus. Just take him. He's the all in all. Amen. But we should be an example. We should be a light on a hill that cannot be hid. I want their lifestyle. They got family and they got time with their family. They got a house and they actually live in it. 
You just go down to Laguna Beach, watch all those mansions. There ain't nobody in there. I've been there in summer. Most of them are empty. They're not enjoying those houses. Why? Because they're toiling. They're going after money. They don't have time to enjoy their family. They don't have time to enjoy their home. That's why I said, Lord, it's just sitting there. Give it to me. I'll enjoy it. And then I'll bring other people in to enjoy it with us. Amen. Land management. Property management. They're not even there to manage it. Here am I. Use me. Amen. We'll enjoy it for the kingdom. But they're just sitting there. Toiling. They don't even have the time to enjoy it. See, prosperity isn't only money. It's time to enjoy it. Amen. It's relationships to enjoy it with. It's not just wealth. It's family. It's the blessing. It's your peace. Your joy. Your love. It's everything. All included. Wealth's just one component of prosperity. Amen. But it gives us time to enjoy it. Most days during the week, I get done at 1 p.m. I have time to enjoy the week with my family. That's when we go to Knott's Berry Farm. That's when we go to all the public places because people ain't there during the week. That's when we take vacations. It gives us time to enjoy the blessing. That's the difference. They ain't got time. We do. We live forever. They're on a clock. You're separate from the world system. Amen. Again, Satan's got a life expectancy. You don't. You should enjoy your time on earth. We've all been given the grace of this life together. God wants us to enjoy it. Again, beloved, I wish above all things you prosper and be in health. Just as your soul, your mind prospers. So it's up here. As a man thinketh, so is he. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Not conform to this Babylonian system. No matter what happens, if I'm seeing lack, I'm going to work these laws and they'll work for me. They will put me over. This is my key to increase. The Bible way. I ain't going to go looking for a job. I ain't going to go toil. I'm going to press into these. If God says go there, then I'll go there. Amen. But it is written. These laws work. Genesis 8.22, the law of seed time and harvest. As long as the earth remains, so will seed time and harvest. I always have a harvest coming because I'm always sowing seed. It's coming. And when times of financial pressure hit, they should not hit me. And I should not get worried because they hit the harvest. They hit the storehouse. They hit the excess and the overflow. Jesus said it this way, take no thought for your life. Be anxious for nothing. God's your source. If you're a seed sower, you'll live in harvest. Amen. If you've sown seed into this ministry, you have a harvest coming in your direction to live with. You know, you go to any vineyard, go to any ranch, you see the whole family out in summer gathering the grapes, gathering the harvest. See ants right now, maybe in your house. <laughs> gathering the harvest from your cupboards. <laughs> They're working hard. And the wisest, richest man instructed us to look at the ant. Look how hard he's working in harvest to gather it into the storehouse for times of famine. So when famine hits, it hits the harvest, it don't hit you. Amen? It don't hit those ants individually. It hits the colony in their storehouse. Right? And they live off that substance for the whole year. Until next summer. Until next harvest. Praise God we got more harvest than just summer. And seed time and harvest are, are speeding up together. Have you noticed? We sow seed. Harvest is at the door. Amen? That's how it is. And most of the time he blesses it through the work of our hands. Because work and harvest go together. Just like the ant. They're hard workers. Amen. But if I give money to the poor, if I give money to someone on the street, there's no telling how God can bless me back. How it can come in. It's supernatural. Sometimes it's through a stimulus check. <laughs> Sometimes it's through an unknown source. It's amazing how God chooses to use certain people at certain times and move money in our direction. So I don't limit God to how it's going to come. That's Mark 4. Sower sows the word. He may not know how it's going to come in. But he sleeps and slumbers and the seed does the work. I ain't going around looking to people. Are they my harvest? Are they my harvest? Are you my blessing? No, because man ain't my blessing. God is. Amen? I'll never ask man for anything. Neither should you. That's David. 
I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor my seed asking for bread. That's just a promise to the Christian. My children will never have to ask for anything a day in their lives. Why? Because they have a good provider. Never leave them, never forsake them. He's with them forever. They know God's our source. Amen. God's their source. So when I leave, they ain't looking to me. Even though a good man leaves them inheritance, which I am, they'll be looking to God. Amen forever. God's our source, and the Word is our supply. Say that with me. God is my source, and His Word is my supply. Amen forever. Verse 8 on Deuteronomy 26 says, So the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, with great terror and signs and wonders. He has brought us to this place and has given us this land, a land flowing with milk and honey. Not sewage and waste, milk and honey. <laughs> and now behold, I have brought the first fruits of the land which you, O Lord, have given me. Then you shall set it before the Lord your God and worship before the Lord your God. Do you worship before you give offerings and tithes? Do you worship at home? You know, we write out our check before we go to a service, before we come here, before we tithe, before we give, and we worship the Lord with it before we ever tithe. We tithe the tithe at home before we ever give it in the service. We worship the Lord our God with it. Amen? That's done at home. That's done between you and God. Between you and Jesus your faithful and merciful high priest who presents your offerings to the Father. See, he's the priest. Amen. See, if money's in the Bible, it must be spiritual. Because this is a spiritual book. See that? It's part of your spiritual inheritance. Wealth is a spiritual issue. If you're out of wax in the spirit, you'll be out of wax in finances or in health. It's always traced back to the Spirit, because His Word is Spirit and truth. Amen. So nothing, something ain't lining up in my finances. I know it's me, not Him. Something's out of whack here. I'm going to get with God and fix it fast, so I can flow right on in the blessing again and make those fixes. Repent if I have to. <laughs> you know? Get right back with God. Amen? Flowing in the blessing again. Amen. Praise Jesus. So he said, You shall worship before the Lord your God with it, with your money, with your tithe and offering. So you shall rejoice in every good thing, say thing, which the Lord your God has given to you and your house. I worship with it. Every time we get in our cars, I thank Him. Every time I drive our vehicles, thank you, Lord, for this vehicle. It is such a blessing. Has it been in an accident? It's protected. It's covered. It's big. Even if it were in an accident, we'd be safe. Thank you, Lord, for this vehicle. And it usually prolongs the longevity and the life of the vehicle. The more I give them thanks and lay hands on it, I say, thank you for it. I honor you with my possessions. I take good care of them. Amen. Praise Jesus. Doing maintenance on our vehicles right now. Why? Because if you don't maintain, they'll break. <laughs> I don't want a broke vehicle. So I got to do maintenance. And guess what? If you don't maintain your body, it's going to break. So you got to do maintenance. And if you don't maintain your spirit, it's going to be broken. And you won't be able to handle the affairs of life. Amen? And if you don't maintain your mind with the Word, it's going to break. And you'll have a mental breakdown. Amen? So we got to do preventive maintenance. And maintain. Because the devil maintains his attacks, don't he? So we should maintain our victory. We ain't doing battle. We're doing victory here. We win. We've won through him. The devil's defeated. Jesus is Lord. We won. <laughs> he defeated him after the cross for me and you. He ain't got no weapon formed against you shall prosper. He don't have power over you. You have power over the devil. Which means you have power over lack. You have power over disease. You have authority. Over anything he will ever try to bring you. To try to steal from you. To try to kill you. And try to destroy you. Or whatever you have. You have power over him. That fallen serpent, the devil. All that went off in the kitchen. No, it was Lily. In the kitchen the other day. He said, isn't the devil defeated? Doesn't he suck? 
And she just went off, yay, sexy, worth a scene guard, nothing, he's under my feet. And just went off on a tangent. And said, that a girl, just watching her go, just beat up the devil. Like Mike Tyson in the ring, boom, just throwing blows at the devil. I could see it in the spirit. Amen? She knows her authority over him. So therefore you can maintain self-control every day of the week. Because you have authority over non-control. You're in control. You're in control of your thoughts. You're in control of your mind. You're in control of your body. You're in control of your spirit. God placed you in charge. You're in control of the devil. You're in control of your angels. You're in charge. Just imagine growing up like that. Knowing that you're in charge of your life. Not God, not Calvinism. God ain't in charge of everything. You are. Not the devil. Not Satanism. You are. That's called Christianism. Amen? You're in charge. Praise Jesus. Say, I'm in charge. I say how it goes. I have the final word. Therefore, I win. Praise Jesus. And he says, And given to you and your house, you and the Levite and the stranger is among you. Verse 12. And when you have finished laying aside all the tithe, that word tithe in Hebrew means tenth. In Hebrew, tenth. So it's 10% of all your increase. Which means when my girls get a dollar like they did in the back from Miss Linda back there, 10 cents goes to God into the offering. That's the 10th. That's the tithe. Amen? I get a check for 100. 10 bucks goes right into the God, into the church. The local storehouse where he's placed his name there. Where you're called to belong. Amen. That's the tithe. 10%. And when you have finished laying aside all the tithe of your increase, in the third year, again, this is under the Levitical priesthood, now Jesus is your priest, the year of tithing, they actually had a whole year devoted to tithing. Now we have every Sunday, as the scriptures say. It says, lay up your, your substance for the week. Amen? And I know a lot of you tithe every month, and I appreciate that. That helps. Thank you. You know? It's good. And you can do that too. But I like exercising the seed on a daily basis. Where can I sow today? Just show me someone to sow into today. Because I'm living from my harvest. Amen? I like releasing my faith for finances in my seed every day. At least every week. You know? Come on. I'm on I have a harvest. It's coming in. I live from what I give. This is spiritual law. The year of tithing and have given it to the Levite, the stranger, the fatherless, and the widow. That's what the church should help you doing. That's why we support orphanages in Africa. That's why we go down and feed the homeless. That's what the church should be doing, helping the widows. We got widows, we help. Amen. Amen. The fatherless and the widow. So who's more poor among you? Just to answer me this. Think about this. The guy who's asking for money on the street corner, you don't know where he's from, what he's doing. Or the woman who is just divorced and has to fend for her and her family. Who's the poor among you? This is what Jesus was helping. Not the peddler, the poor. Poor in spirit. Blessed are the poor in spirit. He was after the poor. Who's more poor in your opinion? The woman who just lost her husband at age 80? You know, or the guy on the corner asking for change? Think about that. Because that's the poor he's talking about here. The poor among you. The fatherless and the widow, so that they may eat within your gates and be filled. Yeah. Then you shall say before the Lord your God, I have removed the holy tithe from my house, and also have given them to the Levite, the stranger, the fatherless, and the widow, according to all your commandments which you have commanded me. I have not transgressed your commandments, nor have I forgotten them. I have not eaten any of it when in mourning. Has anyone gone through emotional eating before? Or drinking? <laughs> you eat more? <laughs> you spend more? How about emotional buying on Amazon? <laughs> That's the new one. <laughs> he says, I have not touched any of your tithe. That's yours. I set it apart right when it came in. So I can't get my grubby little hands on it. <laughs> That's God's money. I ain't going to touch it. That's holy. That's his. Why is it holy? It's his. It doesn't belong to me. I can live from the 90. The 90% is mine. I can do whatever you want with it. You know? You can give it. You can buy a boat with it. I don't care what you do, God does. But the tithe is holy, and it belongs to me. 
Amen. That's God's money. I have not transgressed your commandments, nor have I forgotten them, nor have I eaten any of it when in the day of mourning, nor have removed any, any of it for any unclean use. Uh, all the stress. I, I just need to go to Burger King and buy five, five burgers right now. <laughs> I have not removed any of the tithe for an unclean use. Amen? You can go to Burger King and buy your burgers, but buy it with your 90%, not his 10. Amen? This is the tithe. Praise God. Amen. I have not eaten any of it when in mourning, nor have removed any for any clean use, nor given it for the dead. Don't tithe to a dead church who ain't preaching the word with power. You ain't going to receive your harvest from a dead church or a dead preacher. What's that man even saying? It's Latin. I ain't Latin. Don't I do a dead church. Know where you're called to go to church, amen, online. Where you're supposed to go to church online. Not watch church. Go to church. That's where your blessing is. That's where your harvest field is. That's where you'll have people who minister personally to you, amen. That's where your faith's going to be built. Not at home, but in church. Amongst the believers, amen. There's a different anointing when you gather together. Corporate anointing. You ain't got that at home right now. It happens in person. Jesus was in the flesh. He wasn't over the television waves. He was in person. He could touch who he wanted and people could touch him when they wanted and receive. Amen? Praise Jesus. And have done according to all you have commanded me. I have obeyed you. Look down from your holy habitation from heaven and bless your people Israel and the land which you have given us, just as you swore to our fathers, a land flowing with milk and honey. And you can read the rest right there and just go right on into Deuteronomy 28 too, when you're reading that at home. Amen? And now let's go to Malachi. Those were the instructions for the tithe. Let's see the promises of the tithe. Malachi 3. <laughs> it's actually Malachi in Italian. Malachi. <laughs> it ain't chi. That's Chinese. <laughs> it, it, it's key in, in Italian. Malachi. <laughs> Here's your key. Go unlock your key. Malachi. Ready? <laughs> Bring all the ties into the storehouse. Verse 10. That's your local church where you're called to go. That there may be food in my house to feed the poor with, to feed the widow, to feed the fatherless. Amen. To do the work of the ministry. And try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. If you're not receiving from your tithe, it may be in the wrong place. And try me now in, the Lord, in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven. The windows of heaven should be open over you when you're tithing to the church you should belong to. Amen. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing, there will not be room enough to receive it. You're going to have to put it into your storehouse. You're going to have to have a savings account filled to the brim now. Because you can't receive it all yourself. But there will not be room enough to receive it, and I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. Promise to the tither. So that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, you always have a job. You always be producing. You always be in good health. Tithers' rights, healthy to work. Nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. And all nations will call you blessed, for you will be a delightful land, not a depressed land, not a sad land, not a despondent, not a sick, impoverished land, a delightful land. That's promised to the tither. Says the Lord of hosts, heaven's armies. And now let's look at the fourth and final type of giving and receiving. It's found in 2 Corinthians chapter 9. See, I'm a good receiver. I receive from what I give. Has anyone found 2 Corinthians? Well, you're cheating. You're using the computer, Jan. <laughs> 
You just type it in, search. I know, it's easy. I've prepared messages with it. <laughs> Second Corinthians 9. I urge you, just write this down and take a note on your phone or on your hand. Just tattoo them into your flesh. <laughs> read 2 Corinthians 8, too, when you get home. So now you have Deuteronomy 26 through 28 to read this week, and 2 Corinthians 8 along with 9. And if you read 2 Corinthians 8 in the Amplified, Paul's really talking to the Macedonian church and how to give themselves out of lack. That's what it is. They're sowing seed out of lack, out of poverty, into flourishing, into the blessing. Amen? It's just how the kingdom works. It's seed time and harvest. There's no faith attached to these verses. There's no love attached to these verses. It's just action, reaction. Think about it. Does a farmer wake up and get all emotional before he plants seeds for his livelihood? No, he just goes to work. He picks the seed he wants, he plants the seed, he waters it, he attends to it. It's just business as usual. There's no faith attached here. It's just action, reaction. I sow seed, I reap harvest. If I ain't reaping harvest, it's me, not him. Something's off with me. Amen. You should always be receiving from your giving, is my point. Every type of giving in the Bible comes with a method of exchange. A rate of exchange. Amen? Okay. 2 Corinthians. Someone needs to hear this. 2 Corinthians 9, especially if you're first starting out, and you get these principles that manage wealth and build your life and house on them. It's where we started. We started giving. We started with these principles. And the Lord took us higher and higher. Amen. He's our source. We know that. When tough times come, I'll just go, what happens if you lose anything? Start again. Built on the rock. We start over, right on the rock. Same way we started last time, by giving and receiving, sowing and reaping. God moves heaven and earth for you and positions people, men, jobs, businesses, ministries for you when you move on the word. God's looking to move for you on those who are doers of the word. So 2 Corinthians 9, 6. Say it with me, I don't have a care in this world. I'm free and free indeed. I work the word. Therefore it works for me. Amen. Paul the Apostle saying in 2 Corinthians 9, 6, this is the fourth type of giving if you want to write down the seed. The seed. Also say this with me. The tithe is not a dead I.O. It's a seed I sow. See, you're not obligated to tithe. You're not obligated to give. But if you do, it'll work for you. Yeah. This is not a debt you owe. It's a seed you sow. With your intentions. Amen. It just works if you work it. The world's gotten a hold of this. And it works for them. They give to the poor. God matches dollar for dollar. It'll work for anyone who works it. Tom's shoes, that's a good representation of that. They give free shoes to the poor, their sales went up. It just works. Matches dollar for dollar. And he says, But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. He who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. This is the seed, seed sowing. So let each one of you give as he purposes. That word give is sow. Sow as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity. For God loves a cheerful giver, not an oppressed, pressured one. Freely given, freely received. Freely given, freely received, freely given. This is just the cycle of heaven. Freely given, freely received. Freely given, freely received. Freely given, freely received. Freely given, freely received. See? That's how Jesus lived. Never did a never had a day without. Never had a day in lack. And he was the Son of Man. He referred to himself as the Son of Man. He was human and lived without lack all the days of his life. Not a bill unpaid for his ministry. Always on time. Controlled heaven and earth through spiritual laws. Amen. He'll also reap bountifully. Let him sow as he purposes his heart, not grudging the air of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. And God is able. Say, God is able. God is able. <laughs> God is able to make all grace. Say all grace. all grace. 
abound towards you, that you, say me. See, he's a personal Savior and Lord. Amen. This is directed to you personally. If you call yourself a Christian, this is directed to you from the mouth of God. And able to make all grace abound toward you. Say me. me. That you. Say me. me. <laughs> always having. Say always having. Always See, that ain't a day without. I expect money to come in every day. How about you? How about you? Why not? You can't exhaust God. Try it. Amen. Expect. What could you do with a million bucks right now? You can bless someone's socks off. You're trained. We're equipped. We've been here seven years come August. We're equipped. We know what to do. Amen. We'll give it where the Lord says to give it. Praise Jesus. I'm obedient. I'm faithful. He can trust me. God is able to make all grace abound toward you that you, always having, all sufficiency, say all. In all things. Pay your light bill, pay your water bill, it's all on time, it's all automatic, I don't even touch it. Amen. All things. All sufficiency. All the time. As long as earth exists. May have an abundance for every good work. I want to go bust the homeless with a grand today. Okay. I have an abundance to do this. I want to give a thousand to this person today. Okay. I have an abundance to do it. Why? Because I'm a sower. That means my storehouses are filled. I have excess to give with now. And that's when giving gets fun. When you can give cheerfully and freely. Not under compression. I need to give just to live and survive here. Now you have excess because you've been faithful on sowing. You have excess to freely give with cheerfully. And that's when giving's fun. Gambling ain't fun. You can lose. You'll never lose giving. To the right place, the right time, when God says so. And that's why you got the Holy Spirit. To lead you into all truth, which means every spiritual blessing as well. Sowing releases the blessing over your life. May have an abundance for every good work. Again, there should be no lack in any person's life online and sitting here today. According to the word of the living God, if you work this work. Okay? Trust more in the Word than you do in your own hands. Trust more in God than you do in yourself. And He'll exalt you to inherit the land. Amen. He's in the exalted, exalting business. He wants you to shine for Him. May have an abundance for every good work as it is written. He has dispersed abroad. He has given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. Verse 10. Now may he who supplies seed, say seed, seed, to the sower, and bread for your food, you won't go a day without food too, the sower, supply and multiply the seeds you have sown. He'll not only give you seed to sow, but then he'll also multiply it as you sow it, so that your harvest is bigger than just you, and what you gave. Amen. He's in the multiplication business. This is what the seed does. It comes back multiplied. 30, 60, and 100 fold. Mark 4. The seed comes back 30, 60, and 100 fold. Amen. Anyone you eat apples? You see all those seeds when you get to the rind? There's at least five seeds per apple usually. One seed planted from that apple produces a tree that produces how many apples per, per yield? Let's just say 50. If there's five seeds in every apple times 50, is that 2,500? 2,500 seeds came from one seed. See, he multiplies. He multiplies the seed sown and increases right here the fruits of your righteousness while you are enriched in everything, say everything, for all freedom, all liberality. I said it online, but if there's someone sitting on a beach drinking a coconut, it should be you. <laughs> it should be a Christian. It should not be a heathen. <laughs> they got our stuff. God created the wealth you see for you. For his children. He's a good father. And the devil can't stop the seed. How do I get it? I sow seed for it. I reap it. It's coming in. Amen? And I can wait as long as I have to to outlast the devil for my harvest. I sow seed for it. I know it's coming. I'm going to wait until it comes in. And then what I'm going to do? Na, 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 na. <laughs> I'm going to laugh right in his face. Look at this harvest. 
Bigger than you thought, ain't it? <laughs> can't stop the seed. Can't stop me. I'm a seed going somewhere to sow. So will you. Where are you going? Where are you going this week to plant yourself? The world needs you. God needs you. You're a seed going somewhere to grow. Somewhere to produce. And the seed of the living word of God is in you. An incorruptible seed that will never perish. The word of the living God inside of you. You plant it, it will produce. You do it, it will produce for you. Anyone ever you have the nudging of the word of the living God inside your heart? Instructing you to do? See, that's God trying to bless you. He needs you to move in the flesh with the word. And plant the word and be a doer of it for him to bless you with. The eyes of heaven are looking for those who will act on the word and move on the word. So heaven can assist them and back them up. If you become a doer of the word, not just a forgetful here, and let this word seep inside of you, and then go plant it, and then go do it, it will perform for you. The word always works. He hastens his word to perform it. The word works if I do it, and if I plant it. Notice it's the word, you remember the word you do, not you hear. I remember these scriptures. I remember these things because I do them daily. I remember Psalm 23. It's just me. It's become a part of me. Amen. You just do it. He reciprocates it. Again, no faith needed here. Just obedience and blessing. Obedience and blessing. Amen. Raise your hand if you've ever sowed a financial seed into the ministry at any time in your life. That's a harvest. That's a harvest. Was it a seed? Was it an offering? Because it's entitled to a 30, 60, and 100 fold rate of return. That's better than any saving account can get you. That's better than 0.25%. No, 0.25%. Amen? That's heaven's method of exchange on the seed. 30, 60, and 100 fold. It ain't even times. It's fold. If I fold this paper, how many paper? How many folds? One? Two, it multiplies, it doubles, and keeps doubling, and keeps doubling. That's a hundredfold. You can't even fathom your harvest. You have a storehouse on earth, and Paul says you have one in heaven. And when I need money on earth, I just go to my storehouse in heaven, since I have dual citizenship, and say, I'd like to make a withdrawal, please. I don't say please. I say now. <laughs> I know I have money up here. I've sown seed for the gospel, Father. I've sown seeds into your kingdom. I demand my harvest now. I want it today. And it comes in. And that bill's paid and covered. Amen? I need maintenance on the vehicle. It comes in the day I move to go get it serviced. Because you have a storehouse in heaven. I'm making a withdrawal today. I know I've made a lot of deposits. I have confidence in this. In my harvest. Man's not my source. I don't look to man, I look to heaven. Thank you, Father. And if he has to, he'll just create it if he don't have it. Just like he put that piece of gold in a fish's mouth. Did the fish eat that piece of gold? Or did he create it and put it in there? Is there gold in that river? <laughs> Amen. If he ain't got it, he'll create it for you. You have a storehouse on earth and storehouses in heaven. When times of pressure get tight, I've never stopped sowing seed. I know I have harvest attached here. I live from what I give. I have a storehouse I can withdraw from freely. It's not an open portal. Portal's one way to say it. It's an open heaven. Jesus rent the heavens that day. It says the cloths and the tabernacles were rent in two and in the heavens. Parted heaven for you. We now live under an open heaven. We obey. He blesses. It's given directly to us. No delays like Daniel had. You don't have to pray and fast 21 days to get your answer. Your answer's already been freely given. Freely received. If I have a question for God, He answers it the same day normally. I go about my business. I attend to people I've sown into, ministers. And sure enough, they always have my answer. See, whoever you've sown into in the ministry, they got your answer too. They're there for you. I think many people of you have gotten answers today. 
into the spiritual realm of wealth and how to control it. This is how we control it in the kingdom. The world should not be controlling our wealth. We should. We control it through these spiritual laws of wealth. Amen. Did someone get something from this message? If you build your life on this, like we have, it'll work nonstop. Jesus said, my father's always working. So why do I have to? I just work the word. He works for me so I can enter into his rest. <sighs> just take a deep breath. And said, he's got me covered. <laughs> he's got it. I cast that care on him. He's got it covered. Say, I ain't going to touch it again. It's yours, Father. I freely release it. I freely give it to you. I freely receive back from you. Amen. Say, He can do all things through me, His sent one. He can bless me with all things through His Spirit who lives inside me. He gave me the kingdom. Gave me the keys to it. It's in me now. Say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Say, I'm not my own strength. He is. He strengthens me internally. Prosperity proceeds from inside of me. I'm a creator just like He is. I'm a healer just like He is. He lives in me. Amen. Amen. Kingdom works because it's in you. It's in you now. The kingdom of God is in you. Praise Jesus. Amen. Someone get something from this message? I hope you did online in Uganda, in Kenya, you know, places who've struggled with poverty in the past. There's a preacher, Bishop Yedipo, if you want to look him up, in Canaan Land, Nigeria, one of the poorest places on the planet, believed in 8 million U.S. dollars to build the largest church in the world today. Sunday services average 250,000 people per service on Sunday. Biggest church in the world now. He said he calls Kenneth and Gloria Copeland his spiritual parents because he wrote Gloria's book, God's Will is Prosperity, and Kenneth's, books, and Kenneth's book, The Laws of Prosperity. And he said God spoke to him on how to believe in money through those two books. Changed his life and changed that nation forever largest church in the world. Now they have their own zip code. They have their own city called Canaan Land. Go look at it. It's immaculate. From nothing to everything. Just by working the laws of spiritual authority in the financial sphere. Say, I control the wealth of the wicked. I control the wealth of the world. The devil's finished. I win. Devil, read the back of the book. Your time's up. It's up. It's coming to an end. You know, if you were going to be tied up, just picture it with a rope, and then thrown into the ocean, would you fight it? Would you squirm? Would you try biting through the rope and then biting through someone's neck too to get to the car carotid artery? <laughs> That's what the devil's doing right now. Is he? Have you noticed? Squ squirming. Flailing. Doing all he can. Trying to cause as much commotion as he possibly can before he's thrown into the lake of fire forever. Every cancer, every tumor, every sickness, every illness. Anyone who's ever aborted. Anyone who's ever died from poverty. We're going to watch it burn in the lake of fire. 
the creator of it all. One single being from which all death originated and came. Being on man, it's on him. How it was not created for man, it was created for Lucifer and his servants. We cast out devils, we raise the dead, we preach the gospel to every creature. Come in. Come into the kingdom. Don't die. <laughs> Live. <laughs> There's life here. Under the most adverse circumstance of your life. Picture it if you can. You're still here. There's life in you. You're an overcomer. You win. You didn't commit suicide. You didn't crumble under the pressure. You didn't leave your husband or your wife. You didn't leave your family. You stayed. That's the staying power of you and the Word in you. you. Didn't quit. Here am I. You win. Just keep on winning. Victory after victory. The Lord strengthens you daily. The Lord is your shepherd. You shall not want. We watched a movie the other day of a Baptist preacher who came down. It was filmed in the hood. <laughs> Baptist preacher came down the street. <laughs> we cracked up. Came into the next house, you know. <laughs> I think it was Bernie Mac who played him, right? It was the guys. <laughs> and he said, the Lord is my shepherd. I know what I want. <laughs> Man, oh man. Then went and sinned, but <laughs> I cracked up at that. The Lord is your shepherd. You shall not be in want. You will not live in lack. That ain't your kingdom. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He meets my needs and meets my wants to meet the needs and wants of others. You're a blessing going somewhere to happen. Thank God. Let's thank Him. Father, we thank You for Your Word today. Thank You for Your Scriptures. I can't outgive God. Thank You, Father. We lift up our tithes and offerings to You today. First fruits, alms, all Your methods of exchange. Instruct us how to give them, where to give them, when to give them. And to place our faith in them before we release them into the field. Thank You, Lord that every method of giving comes with its own method of exchange. And you hasten your word to perform it. I thank you for 30, 60, and 100 fold back to everyone who's sown seed into your kingdom work at any point in their life. If they've not reaped that harvest, I call it into them in the precious name of Jesus. We bind the devil off it and we charge our ministering spirits to go and bring it to them into their laps, good measure, pressed down and shaken together and running over. Into their storehouses, 30, 60, and 100 fold. Into their hands. Open windows of heaven. Thank you for financial miracles today following the preaching of your word. We give, and it is given back to us you said it. That settles it. And say it with me. I'll never have a day of lack. When times are hard, I will lack no good thing. Amen. That's what the scriptures say. When times are hard, the righteous will lack no good thing. Amen. Are times hard? It says the prophesied in the end days, times will be hard, strength reducing times. And then he's given us the victory over them all. Be anxious for nothing. Just work the laws and they'll work for you. Don't be moved by what you see. Don't be moved by what you feel. Only be moved by the word of the living God in you. That will perform for you. The word will do the work for you. If you'll work it. If you don't do it, you ain't got nothing to work with. But if you do, he'll meet you. And bless you like he has us. Every seed produces a harvest. Amen.
don't be sowing into no bad ground either. Yeah, I don't know if you, any of you have invested in stocks ever in any time in your life. You first researched the company? Yeah, right? Any good businessman would. Yeah, do your research into some ministries. Make sure you're sowing into good fertile soil that produces. You'll know a tree by its fruit. If you ain't receiving from your giving, check up on it. Check up on it. Check up on the ministry. Check up on you. Check up on your seed. Amen. Praise God. Every seed comes with a harvest according to the scriptures. We love you. Father, we pray over this offering. We lift it up to you. A sacrifice well-pleasing in your sight. We put faith in our seed today. And we name our seed. What we're believing for. We put our faith into it. And release our faith in our seed, our offering as a point of contact to heaven. We place a demand on this seed that it will produce what we say so and what we name it. Thank you for the harvest. We give you all the praises. If you're believing for a new job, the best job, release faith in your seed today. Make it your point of contact to heaven and give it right to your faithful and merciful high priest Jesus who presents it before the Father the creator of the world, who will position men for you and women and businesses and finances. Say thank you, Father, for moving for me. Right now, I'm under the blessing, not the curse. Blessings chase me down. <laughs> Take me over. I'm a son. I'm a child of God. Thank you. Thank you. Say this with me. Father, Father I, give I give you permission to knock my socks off, my socks off with, blessings with blessings this week, this, week. This, August, this August, this summer, this summer. of harvest, yeah, harvest, and this year, this year, the year of your open hand, the year of double for our trouble the year of our restoration. I count it done. Amen. Amen. We love you guys. Have a great week ahead. Be being blessed. And expect. Don't you love the rain? <laughs>